Hello and welcome to the 23rd edition of the Slow Ride Podcast. This week on the podcast we talk about the Vuelta. We talk about Chris Horner no longer racing, Jens Voigt retiring, the best and the worst of the week, Louisville, Kentucky doing it once again, and we go in-depth on that, the ins and outs of heckling in cyclocross or uh, even in a road race when Tom Danielson is flying past you up a mountain. My name is Tim Hayes. I am a shop owner here in Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> Joined by always, Spencer. How? What are you doing? Are you zipping up or? <laughs> are you opening a bag of chips? Are you a bag of chips? Are you you eating some uh, like a sleeping no, bag? No. Yeah. Uh, what is that? No comment. No comment. Are you in the bathroom? Uh-huh. Are you doing this no. whole thing while you're pooping? <laughs> Spencer Howe. <laughs> Might as well be. Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts can be found on Twitter at Spencer Howe, H-A-U-G-H. And in Minneapolis, Minnesota, fresh off a training ride, getting ready for the start of cyclocross season, <laughs> is little guy Matt Allen. All right, gentlemen, the Vuelta España started on Saturday with a team time trial. Movie star takes the red jersey. They kept it today, once again, on stage, what, two, with Buhani winning. Tomorrow's on an aircraft carrier to start, and then it ends in the mountains. And all of this only matters because we're doing a fantasy league once again on Velo Games, and currently I am in the lead. So we'll pretty much just stop there. So uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Chris Horner not being in the race? Yeah. No, nobody cares about that. (laughs) I care about that. I'm sad about that. So I did did have Chris Horner on my team, and then it wasn't until last minute with this new job Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to keep up to date on Twitter, and then someone mentioned at the bike shop on Saturday uh, before the race started. Uh, or Friday was like, hey, Horner's not racing. And I was like, what? And I had to go back in and change my entire team for the uh, Volta, for the uh, mm-hmm. fantasy. And this thing. Did, uh, so I went the full movie star route. I've got four riders uh, following Spencer's lead, who did win the tour with the Belkin route. So I went with that. And I did take Zubeldia. So I have Quintana, Zubeldia, and Valverde. Who's your uh, sleeper picks on your own team, uh, little guy? Christophe Lemeval. Of, he's uh, he's hungry, he's he's gonna be homeless if he doesn't do something. So there's I think always he's a gonna, desperate he's French guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I have some other guys that are probably gonna crush you guys. Oh, and I have a sprinter, so you're totally hosed. And what do you uh, who do you have uh, this year, Spencer? Like, what's your what's your plan for the Volta? Uh, so my strategy uh, was to win again. So I've got Quintana and Valverde because I think they're going to hoard up the points. I got my Belkin uh, team strong again with Gessink and Kelderman. Um, I've got Arredondo from Trek, who's going to destroy Zabeldia. So I'm sorry about that, Tim. I have no <laughs> idea who any of you guys both have Degen Kolb. That's, let's talk about that. You think I he's do gonna, have Degen Kolb. You think he's going to be gonna, the sprinter yeah. to win? With all these uphill, uphill, short uphill finishes, it's going to be him and Belverde every day. So. Not even, not even uh, he's going to come through. Yeah, he might come through, but 
the the price is gotta high. be. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta be tired, and Sagan's too expensive. And I have Lawson Krodic, who I think uh, is making his Grand Tour debut on Giant, a little American kid, and I think uh, I'd give him a shot, put him on the start in rotation. Oh, so, and and I have Tony Martin, who's going to win all the time trials. So. Yeah, there are three. Oh, well, there's Tony only two Martin. left. So um, 25 teams registered for the Velo Games. We have the link on our uh, show notes at theslowridepodcast.com. So the Vuelta is a lot of fun. One of my favorite, uh, probably my second favorite tour over, uh, Grand Tour over the Tour de France. I like the the Giro the most. I like it because of the short, steep climbs, and it always seems like the hardest of the Grand Tours. There's like so many (laughs) climbs, and it's always super hot and miserable. Well, yeah. Anytime you see the whole professional peloton like zigzagging back across the road to get up the hills, then that means they're really steep. Yeah. Pro tip. So, and as we mentioned, Chris Horner not being in the race is going to be the uh, kind of the opening story. Do you guys think he actually had a chance to win, or is this Vuelta so stacked with Chris oh. Froome and and uh, Contador and everyone else that this was just not going to happen? I thought he, I thought he'd do well. He'd do a decent result, I think. But uh, Contador is not going to do anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I think sure. I think Horner would have done all right. I think he'd have broken his hip. <laughs> He's old enough. Well, Do you think he true. rides with a um, one of those uh, life alert systems? So like, I've, I've fallen so, and I can't get up. Well, like yeah, like he sits there, he presses the button, and then that's when the team car comes up to him. But you know, <laughs> Horner, Horner, he gets hurt so much, but he also heals faster than any other human on the planet. Like he could break his hip and and probably it would refuse in the time that it you know like and then he could ride home. At the end so of the day. I was listening to uh, um, our friends in Podcast Land, the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, last week, and I try to listen to it after we record, so we don't always have the same ideas. But these these guys think a lot like us, and they were talking last week about how Chris Horner was on Saturn. And they wondered if that's why Saturn went out of business because of the whole Team Saturn. And I don't know if you guys remember my my old Saturn wagon that I bought strictly because of Chris Horner and Team Saturn back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember going remember. to a Nature Valley Grand Prix when they just cleaned up. Like, they cleaned house. So I think they got first through sixth or whatever. And Chris Horner always had that wonderful smile. And he still does when he rides. And it's something pretty cool. And I have a personal connection with Chris Horner because he signed my jersey in the middle of the race, and I'll never forget that. So thanks, Chris. I think it's messed up that you're not able to race this year in the uh, Vuelta. But um, speaking of old men, the next thing we need to talk about is uh, Jens Voigt retiring. And personally, like I just put on Twitter, I'm indifferent about it. I just hope that all the attention he gets actually goes to Zubeldia, who (laughs) is same era, same... (laughs) age rider for the most part and actually gets eighth in the Tour de France. For the most part. Yeah. He's old. I'm not He's a, steady. You know, I gotta admit, I'm not I was never really the biggest fan of Jens Voigt. I think that no. you know, he he just had a really cool accent. Space like kind of the Sprockets uh, guy from Saturday Night Live, so that's why well, people really got into we, him. We we need our mascots, you know, like He's yeah. he's the uh, he's the Chuck Norris of uh, cycling or whatever you know for for better or worse like you know he's the one guy that if you're talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about cycling you'd be like oh there's this one dude and he always does this thing so look for it or whatever you know and then he's 
He's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zubeldia? Come on. Have you ever seen Zubeldia? No, you don't need to because he's always right off the podium. You just so, see him in the results. It's the only place anybody sees him. So yeah, the... I forget he's in the race. Can we? Can we? Uh, we need to do a screening for the movie Overcoming, uh, the CSC documentary that came out a yeah. long time ago. We, and, we can uh, do like a. There's some good Yen stuff in there. I think that that is a must-watch video for anyone that's a fan of Yen's Voigt. It's a great behind-the-scenes to really see the uh, the pressures of being a professional cyclist. So. Go check that out. Jens Voigt retired today at the Colorado Stage Race, formerly known as what the Quiznos Pros Challenge, and now it's like the USA Pro Cycling Challenge of Colorado, some ridiculous name. Um, but Jens Voigt, congratulations on a wonderful career. And uh, with that, we'll be right back in just a second. All right, gentlemen, we're back. Fun times. One of the first things that you guys emailed me about that we needed to talk about was Tom Danielson flicking off the fan on the side of the road. Did you guys see the picture? I saw it because Spencer sent it to me. So what do you uh, – and we know there was a story on Vela News where the guy from uh, – the guy that was getting flicked off was heckling uh, Tom Danielson the whole way up, calling him a doper and saying he sucks. Then Tom Danielson went on Twitter after Katie Compton retweeted the picture and said something. Like, Katie Compton retweeted it talking about heckling and how awesome it was. And then Tom Danielson went off a little bit on the Twitter about how it was inappropriate for this guy to yell doper at him. Hmm. So I, I didn't I don't know. That. I kind of think that's perfectly appropriate. I thought it was a... I thought it was a pretty funny picture. And then later Danielson, like, you know, let out one of those tweets like, oh, not, I'm not going to let one fan ruin it for everybody else. Thanks for the support, everyone out there. It was a really great day racing at home or whatever. But um, I thought the picture was pretty awesome because it brought drama to the world of cycling. So uh, how did you feel about it, Spencer? <clears throat> I wanted to know more about the story. Um, I actually first saw it uh, floating around on Facebook, and there were a lot of let's say, very interesting personal comments uh, on this photo thread um, about Danielson and his character. And uh, There were. I, I did see that thread. Um, yes, lots of personal comments. Very curious. <laughs> and uh, he, he, I don't know if there's any truth to them or not, but uh, should half of them be true, he sounds like he's not a, not a great guy, not a guy you want to <laughs> cheer for. Yeah, so uh, fli- flipping off the camera. Little guy, do you think that um, you would ever get flip, like, flip off a fan on the side of the road? Yeah. You would? What would, <laughs> it, what would it have to take for you to do that? It wouldn't take very much. It would, I don't know. It wouldn't take very much. I've probably flicked somebody off at like Jingle Cross so, before. Little guy has a short fuse, huh? I have a so short what's fuse. The, and, what's the and trigger? nothing makes me more upset than when I'm like on the run up at Jingle Cross and I've got people yelling stupid crap at me. Like what, what do they? Do you flip them off? No, no, yeah. I don't flip think them off. Think about it. Are they making fun of the pom pom socks? I'm not socks? against. Like, I'm not what's... against flipping them off. 
Like, if they threw beer uh, on you, you would yell at them, because that's fucked up, right? But if they're just, would... like, mocking you... I don't mind I don't mind some good good natured mockery, you know, but you know, it has to be in the right context. Some people are just, just downright mean, you know, and when you you know, and I know you're yeah. out there and it's a show, but like when you're out there and you're trying as hard as you can and sometimes you're having a terrible day, but you're still trying. Um right. you know, it's it's hard when people are There is a fine line jerks. If you watch, if you watch the USGP from Louisville, like what two, three years ago, and like I fall down, and like the 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 announcers, like in the in the video, just totally like lay into me for a second, and it's like, man, I'm trying here, like I'm having a really bad day, I was just having a terrible race, so, so as and far I just as... like was like I watched the video, and somebody told me I was on, and I was like, gosh, those guys were just jerks, you know, like. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even the last place rider out there, you know? I was having a terrible day, falling all over the place. Still wasn't the worst rider, so. I still think that there's a little too much, like, where heckling is just plain mean, and then people are like, oh, I was just heckling them. Like, why couldn't you yeah. get it? That's what cyclocross is all about. And you're like, you know, it's one thing to kind of, like, mock little, like, kitschy little things but you still give them like props when they come around maybe the next lap like hey great job you're really killing it out there well, or yeah. something I think that there's a I mean yeah. Yeah, if it's yeah. Tom Danielson like maybe there's some difference there's, maybe these guys have a personal yeah. yeah so so the heckling the code of heckling is that it should be funny and you should be trying to break the person's concentration like you know like if you say you suck you're not heckling like you're just yeah. doing it wrong right like, yeah. if you say, you know, I don't know, like... Like, if it's the juniors race and you tell the kids, like, Santa Claus isn't real, like, that's probably okay. That's that's great, yeah. <laughs> but it, I think the Tom Danielson thing, obviously these him and whoever this dude was inside the road, they know each other, they have a history of some yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a heckle situation, you know? And I don't know, I assume Katie knows enough people that maybe she knew that when she retweeted it. But who knows? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so that I wouldn't judge this under the rules of heckling either. But even regardless, Danielson is a professional cyclist and he didn't react professionally in America's <laughs> biggest race on camera. Whoa, whoa, you know? whoa, whoa. This is the biggest race in America? More than Tour of California? I think so. More than the Nature Valley Grand Prix, the pinnacle? Of that, bike that, racing. That race doesn't exist anymore. More than Marty? The North Star Grand Prix. Yeah. So more, more than any of the local road races. So rules for heckling, according to the Slow Ride podcast, you never say you suck. B, don't be a total douche canoe. And mm -hmm. three, your goal is to make them kind of laugh. But you don't need to continue to, you know, do it. Like, I don't know. It, I've always... I've gone to some races and people are completely over the top all the time and you're like, you know, every now and then you can just say good job, like, or high five the rider when they come by. I don't know. It's just a, yeah. sometimes people go a little bit too far well, consistently and you're just like, hey, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're going to get a situation where either there's going to be a kick to the face, like we saw <laughs> with, uh, um, uh, Mr. Wellens. Yeah, Mr. Bart, Wellens. Bart Wellens. <laughs> Or we're going to see uh, Tommy Vokler get off his bike, go back down the switchback to yell at the, the guy heckling him when he's coming up the climb. Mm -hmm. like that, was that was beautiful. So, uh, and to 
to actually throw this back to what you said earlier in the podcast, um, you know, a, a good example was you at Jingle Cross in, I don't know, 07 or something, like yeah. yelling at Horner every single lap, just yelling, running along with your jersey, saying, sign my jersey, Chris, sign my jersey. He did that's have funny. like a minute and a half that's, lead. <laughs> that's super funny, though, because he had to look at you and be like, what are you talking about? I can't sign your jersey. I'm racing, right? And he kept yeah. doing that every lap for like 10 laps until he finally was like, I got like a two minute gap. I'm going to stop and sign this guy's jersey. And it was amazing. So well, what was really messed up was when he came around to sign my jersey on that final time. I was sitting down and I was done asking him because he hadn't signed it yet. So I was kind of all grumpy, like, oh, wow, well, this professional bike racer won't sign my jersey. And then all of a sudden he's like, give me your jersey. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't ready. But yeah, fun times in heckle land. Don't be a total douche canoe. That is the rules of heckling. And we'll be well, back and just, or do you have anything else you want to add or do you want to take a quick break? No, we can take a quick break. I think we should write these rules up and post them though. Yeah, I think so too. All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys, as we were just talking about with heckling, it reminds me of the many fall days, weekends we've spent over the years in Louisville. And we've talked about Louisville and about how Louisville is consistently, I think, punching above their weight, which is not a a knock. It's just I don't think of Louisville as the mecca of cycling. And every time I open my eyes, they have something else that's new and amazing. Granted, their bridge across the river probably still isn't finished yet (laughs) with the bike. Still not, is it? I've been waiting for that for every year I go back. We, we've been waiting that for, what, three and a half years we've been going back? That that was going to be our warm-up to go across the river yeah. and back on the bridge? And... It didn't go last year, so maybe it's done now. Maybe, maybe done. it is done. <laughs> and, uh, that you know, they had Cyclocross Worlds. They had the Foam Party. They have the Single Speed Cross Worlds. But now... Sergio's? What's... They have Sergio's Beer Bar. They do. Sergio's and... World of Beer. Sergio's and, uh... is definitely a cycling event. Yes. So, Spencer, what was the big news that you saw in Bicycle Retailer about Louisville this year? So, Louisville is continues their tradition of punching well above their weight, and uh, they are opening up a well, they're attempting to open up an underground mountain bike park. Just let yeah. that sink in. Underground mountain bike park. In where is it going to be? It's it underneath under, the city. Underneath well, I know, but the like where city. in the city? Like underneath the zoo. Underneath the zoo. Where's the I zoo? Don't even know, I don't know. So apparently... Next to I a Papa John's. This, and we're going to get a bunch of emails from people in Louisville that, uh, you know, can't believe we didn't know their history or whatever. But apparently Louisville is pretty much built on top of a quarry um, that's got... Oh, there's apparently 400... Or I'm sorry, 4 million square feet of quarry underneath the city they call them the mega caverns really dot com you can go ziplining through (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna make 320,000 square feet of this cavern into a mountain bike park and pump track how how can you put that in like in like feet something the stupid american would understand how big is that like i don't know a couple mile loop miles it's it's really big like ray's Ray's Indoor Park in in Milwaukee is probably like I don't know what a hundred maybe square a hundred thousand. So this is like three times. This is really big. It's really it's, really big. It's underground, and, little guy. What's it matter? 
and it's your it it's true it's, it's true i hope it's really futuristic in a cave yeah how does louisville do this it's got to be papa john i think papa john is the only connection here papa john apparently he doesn't seem to be he's not mentioned in this article so <sighs> the they mega money, they're gonna, like where's the other money coming from like Colonel Sanders or the Louisville Slugger Factory. I don't know of like there's what other corporate headquarters are there. It's like Papa John's Yum in Louisville Slugger. Well, it's like Zappos is there and no, UPS Zappos is, is there in, uh, and Zappos is in uh, Las Vegas where their headquarters are. Yeah. Well, hey, have you that's guys, where the office is. Where are you guys Everything happens this? in Louisville. Have you what's guys that? seen the movie Subway? No, yeah. what's Subway? It's it's from the mid '80s. It's it's a Luc Besson <laughs> film. It's it's this guy he's like hiding from like the mob or something in the Paris subway and it's it's just really futuristic and amazing and like so when you talked about the bike park all I can think of is the movie Subway and how I want it to look like the movie Subway we just have to find out like a clip of the movie Subway it's okay. it's well, beautiful I'll see what I can do lots here. of neon and steam and big hair it's, it's not gonna look awesome. like that alright well I, I'm, I'm excited be, about it'll probably be a lot of baggy shorts and mullets so if you're going to go mountain biking, you need baggies. I know a guy that can get you baggies. So the um, yeah. Louisville Underground Mountain Bike Park is coming along. This leads right into uh, my favorite hashtag of the season, started up by our friends at Crosshairs, and that is hashtag Cross is dead, um, with this just idea that Cyclocross is dead. Um, people saying that the shark has been jumped but it has not been jumped. I think people are chomping at the bit for another cross season, and I'm uh, personally I'm getting a little excited. Uh, ooh, my bike is still there, still hasn't been touched since last season. But uh, maybe this is the week I take it off the wall and get a saddle put on it. That's have you guys exciting. been uh, riding your cross bike around, getting ready for the season? I have. I've crashed on mine twice in the last week, so it's yes. on. And when did the Tuesday night races start for you, little guy? Tuesday. This Tuesday? This Tuesday. Nice, it's, it's, exciting. It's the world's. And thankfully it's rained a couple of times. It's rained like three or four times in the last week here. So maybe it won't be a total dust bowl out there. Maybe I won't get a lung infection post-race. Right um, on. But I'm excited. Well, you know, there is the uh, um, great stuff with cross coming. This leads into the Ryan Trabone, Trabone conversation I wanted to uh, have real quick is that he had a Twitter post the other day in which he linked to the Cyclocross magazine story talking about the upcoming China UCI race and Velocross, and there wasn't one mention of a North American rider or racer in the in those events. And he pretty much said, thanks for covering the American racers, guys, or something to that extent. And it was great. Ryan Trebon, I've always liked on Twitter because he calls it like he sees it. I think there needs to be more people like that. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He just says, hey. So is is Ryan Trebon going to be the new Adam Meyerson? Is that what well, we're saying? I think he's the West Coast version of Adam Meyerson. I, I was actually thinking about that, about how – like they, they're so alike in some ways that I wonder if they don't like each other because of how alike <laughs> they are. Do, do you know what I mean? Like – like there's people I like just oh man they're like me. So, I feel know, like kinda... the difference would be that um, like one's West Coast, one's East Coast. No, more like Ryan Trebone probably reads a lot of Harry Potter, and Adam is probably reading like you know some Marx history book or something.
All right, gentlemen, it's been a week since we last talked. Let's wrap this up with some best and worst in the week of cycling. Um, little guy, what do you got uh, for um, best of the week? Do you have anything exciting? Oh, my God, so exciting. So I was um, I was looking at pedals earlier today to buy some pedals, and so I was looking at the, the MKS product offerings, and MKS now makes a clipless pedal, which is weird. But really, it's it's really it's it just looks cool. I don't know if it works well or what. It uses a time cleat, so obviously it's stupid. But it looks cool, and I was staring at it, and I couldn't. I goes, what does this remind me of? And I realized it reminds me of the um, it's like the Center Pompidou or something in Paris. I don't remember exactly how it, what it's called, but it's like a Norman Foster, I think, building from the '80s where all the exoskeleton, the exoskeleton is on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks. I don't know. It just looks like that. So I'll have to find two pictures so you can contrast them. Um, it just looks awesome, and they 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 have it with different like body colors too. So you get like a red one or a black one or something kind of like. Is it the, a road cleat building. or a like a mountain bike cleat? It's a mountain bike. It's kind of. I think they use a time attack uh, cleat on it. So it are you going to cool. use this for cross season? You know, if I had seen this earlier, I totally would have because you guys know how I love to buy weird things that will probably get phased out and that maybe I'll have trouble finding parts for them. Um, so but it's I've already an upgrade? Do you think it's an upgrade on the Crank Brothers pedals you've been using? Oh, I guarantee. It looks so much cooler than the Crank Brothers pedals. So right there, win-win. Um, and it's probably not going to explode because it's made by Japanese people. One of, uh, um, <laughs> one of my favorite things uh, going on right now is that, as you guys know, I have a new job where I'm traveling the state, visiting a lot of different bike shops here in Florida, and I have discovered some really cool shops that are just museums of all different types of bikes. And then I am going into kind of your classic family bike shops in which it's just a, you know, a hodgepodge of family bike offerings, which are a lot of fun. Uh, Really cool, though, is going into the shops of Miami and seeing the uh, um, the bike love that uh, individuals from South America uh, come visit Miami all the time, and then they pick up their bikes. I saw a bike sale taking place the other day in Portuguese, and it was really awesome. Uh, it was a full-on nice. uh, uh, $10,000 bike sale, full-carbon bike with Red 22, <clears throat> um, very, very exciting, but just the Portuguese, I don't know, it felt like I was in a uh, um, a whole different uh, country a little bit. It was it was pretty awesome uh, to see someone come in and, and just grab that and get out of there. So fun times going into different bike shops around, uh, around the state of Florida. I'm still trying to find a way to uh, get permission to go down to Key West because there's got to be like a bike shop down there in Key West. Yeah, but, they, need, they need mountain bike clothes down there. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything uh, good on the week of cycling, Spencer? Uh, <clears throat> no, not really. Uh, you know, just looking forward to the rest of the Vuelta week here, as uh, as me and um, little guy continue to exert our domination over your fantasy team. Sure, first place. Scoreboard. So fifteen um, minutes, Timmy. Fifteen minutes. We did have uh, <laughs> awfully sad news, and uh, you know, I we definitely uh, need to talk about it was the the death the recent death at the mountain bike world cup in the cross country eliminator and uh spencer you dug up an article on the uh, dutch mountain biker and floor calvin Haar died yep. in the crash do you have anything to, to add do you know any specifics or anything on it or has they released anything 
Uh, I do not. I, uh, uh, I haven't seen any details, and uh, it's just a really sad situation. You know, she was a really young, you know, 20-year-old uh, professional cyclist. She was a U23 European cross champion, you know, raced mountain bikes for the Focus XC team, and, uh, you know, it's just a bummer that you you don't see that a lot in cycling, you know. Like, we had... Um, we did that in the Giro a couple of years ago, and you know it, it does happen. But you kind of you forget that we're all flying down mountains or off jumps or wherever, like pretty much not wearing anything, you know, as far as protection goes. And uh, it just brings you back to reality, and it's a bummer. Um, but uh, hopefully, everybody stays safe out there. Yeah, and it was the same day. I mean, just to show how much damage there was, you know, um, the passing of, uh, of of her, but then also even today at the U.S. Pro Challenge with the crash of that Ian Crane into the back of the team car in which now he's in stable condition in the hospital. So it shows just the damage that can happen. Um, also, you know, we know what happened to Taylor Finney at the National Championships in Chattanooga and the, uh, the, the knife's edge. Maybe this is why... I have become such a uh, a horrible descender. Is that I just think of some of these things sometimes? I don't know. It's a, it just reminds me of you know the damage that can happen to just go a little bit yeah. faster. It's real scary. Yeah, hopefully everybody just uh, you know professionals get paid to do it, and they you know maybe they have to accept the risks and stuff. But uh, all us amateurs out there racing, like uh, as we're going into cross season and everything, let's uh, let's just remember you know hey. We all got to go to work tomorrow, so let's try not to get killed and have a good time. Yeah, try not to break anything. Bike racing's a bunch of fun, you know, like, no reason to stop doing it, like, but... So, let's let's talk a little bit about this bike racing is fun kind of thing, because today I went for a bike ride, and it was (laughs) easily 100 degrees out, and, you know, about 15 miles from home, it was suddenly no longer fun. Yeah. The heat. The heat down here is really starting to get to me. And so, you know, I like to think that it's all fun and games. Well, it's fun and games for the first, like, two and a half hours. And it's yeah, it's fun and games for me for the first six hours every day when I'm out. Six hours? You've never ridden six hours in your life. I ride it every day now. You don't know. Every I'm day? I've got out of town for them. Out of town, for, oh yeah, hours? it's happening. I, I, this is crazy talk. There's no. I don't, way. I don't have any friends. I don't have anything better to do. So you know, I just pound out a bunch of intervals and, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing. <laughs> I, I am. I'm laughing. Uh, you guys, uh, you just wait. You just wait. So um, do you guys wait, have if you're riding else? every day, does that mean you've never, you haven't watched your kit you haven't had like a break to wash the kit all year it's just been one continuous wearing of the same kit no, I, just, I just don't take it off yeah <laughs> nice i like that and uh and with that we're at our t- the end of the 23rd episode of the slow ride podcast download us on itunes or stitcher leave us a review tell all your friends we're hovering right at that almost 300 listeners per episode um follow along on twitter at the Super Rookie, at Spencer Howe, H-A-U-G-H, or at Little Guy Matt for all the fun during the week. And you can also like us on Facebook under the Slow Ride Podcast or the slowridepodcast.com. And with that, we'll see you next week. 